Literally. Well, I mean, we granted we only saw each other in passing. I mean, literally, we only saw each other in passing. So first and foremost, thank you so much for being a part of the Jameer Smith show. And I wanted to let you know how we do things. Number one, you are already being recorded right now because we want all of your glorious. Number one. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Everybody, welcome back to the Jameer Smith Show podcast. And I'm so excited about today because in my life, I never thought that I could have aligned myself and or meet someone with either a bigger personality than me or someone that I align myself creatively. Creatively. And I have to say, creatively, you have set the bar so high, honestly, Kaylin. So, everybody, welcome to the show. Put your hands and your ears together for Mr. Kalen Allen. How are you? Oh, my gosh. That is so sweet. I am wonderful. How are you? Listen, honestly, man, I'm doing good. It's been a lot happening, a lot going on. Um, but I want to hop mm -hmm. right into it because I know that you're super busy. And I really do appreciate you honestly just taking the time to be a part of our show. Um as we started off our conversation, we talked about just seeing each other a few weeks ago, and you were, I think, just a part of the Essence Festival 2022 in New Orleans this year. How was that for you? You know, this is my first time at Essence Fest, and I always wanted to go. But you know me, I don't go nowhere unless I'm working, you know? Look, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> but this year I was there, first I did a panel with uh, Nico from P Valley, who plays Uncle Clifford. Mm -hmm. um, and I also, and then Jay Lamar, um, who is a, an amazing content creator and interviewer. Um, we did a panel about, you know, basically about representation within um, Black Hollywood, okay. specifically for queer men. And then I was also there in partnership with Target. So I, I did a panel for Target. And then I also, the night that Nicki Minaj performed, I went on stage and did a little bit of promo about Target. And listen, I have to say this. We saw you on stage and you look, y'all know this man. Y'all know his outfits. Y'all know what he gives. Where did the styling come from that night? Because your outfit hands down was amazing. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you. Okay, so I was wearing Alice and Olivia. And so this is actually how I ended up in that outfit. So I styled myself. But Alice and Olivia had a birthday anniversary party here in New York, okay. and they dressed me for it. And so I got to keep the suit. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, well, I need to wear this suit somewhere else. <laughs> so I was like, when I was packing for Essence Fest, I was like, ah, I'll wear it for that. And then I'll go on stage with it, and it'll be real cute. It'll be a real cute moment. So that's where the suit is from. And it, it definitely was a moment because I remember I didn't arrive until the next day, and I had seen coverage of you the night before. And when I tell you I was so happy, I was like, oh, my God, he is here. I get to align myself with this amazing creative again. So as we talk about aligning ourselves again, the first time that I met you, I was hosting a GPMC, and that is Gay Professional Men of Color in Washington, D.C., and you were on the panel. And I have to say, all of the messages, all of the DMs, all of the feedback I received from that event really talked about you. And I wanted to wait until I got you on the show because so many people said, you got to get him on the show because we want to know more about his story. And you had so many amazing nuggets of advice that you had given people just about the business, about your experience, about how you have really just marked yourself as an icon already when it comes to the social media world. So I'm giving you your flowers now, Kaylin, because you deserve it, number one. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Number two, 
as we talk about our show, I want to talk about what's going on with you now. And then we get a little personal at the end of the show. So when I met you and you were on the panel, what were your thoughts whenever you really were, was giving advice to these black men that really came to see you? Well, you know, so let me tell you how I got on the panel. So, you know, Stuart, right? Yeah, so I love Stuart. Stuart and I, so his name is Stuart Gather. Stuart and I were college roommates at Temple University in Philadelphia. We were roommates our sophomore year, but we, we've known each other and been close since um, my freshman year. Okay. And so and so he had reached out to me and, you know, this was June, right? Was this June yeah, or was, it was this May? June. May? No, it was May. Yeah. yeah. May, it was June. May. It was yeah. right before. And like, I think we were like getting into price. So like, you know, this is a very busy time for me. Mm-hmm. And Stuart was like, I'm doing this panels. Uh, it may have been like one of like an event that he was mainly hosting. And he was like, can you come down to D.C. and, you know, do this panel? And I was like, absolutely. So I drove down from New York because I like driving everywhere. I don't know why <laughs> that's the case, but I love driving. So I drove down to D.C. Uh, I stayed the night and then I did the panel. I remember I walked into the building, literally had just gotten to D.C., got in there. I changed in the bathroom <laughs> for the panel. And then, <laughs> and then I, I sat on the panel. But, you know, I think most importantly is that I, I do feel as though People don't get an opportunity to like really get to know me or to meet me or to see me, you know, not on camera or, you know, not on TV or not on social media. And, you know, for me in my life, everything that I do or have done is for the purpose of representation and visibility. So anything that is centered around, especially black queerness, I'm going to make sure I can do whatever I can to be visible for that, you know, Um, because I know the importance of that. I know the importance of that community. And I also feel as though within the community, we don't have enough of that. You know, I, I feel sometimes that the community itself can be very competitive or it can be very negative and stuff like that. And I try to do whatever I can to combat that energy. So you talked about a lot of people not getting to know you or may not have the opportunity to even get to know you, Kaylin. So what kind of childhood did you have? So I grew up in Kansas. Okay. I grew up in Kansas City, Kansas. First of all, lo- I, yo, I love did, this man's act. Well, I, I grew up in Kansas. I love this man's okay. voice. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but I grew up as an only child. I do have two half brothers, but we didn't really even start to get close or even know one another until I was an adult. Um, so it was me, my mother, and my grandmother in the house, and my grandmother had dementia. So it was basically like me and my mother were like the core group of the house. Um, but, you know, I am a very, I just stay to myself a lot. I'm a very independent person because I was an only child. So, like, that's all that I know. So, you know, like, I'm not a very sociable person. Like, you're not going to see me at the club. You're not going to see me at the bar. Like, the if you are trying to, like, run into me, more than likely, the only places that you're going to find me at is, like, Saks Fifth Avenue or you're going to find me at, like, a movie theater or a Broadway show. Like, those are probably the only three places that you would ever run into me at. Anywhere else that are, like, social gatherings, more than likely I'm not going to be there. And that's not because I don't want to be there. It's just not it's not how I grew up. Like, I didn't go up to parties in college. I didn't go to parties in high school and stuff like that. It's just who I am. And so when I do have these opportunities, that's why it's so important because I'm like, well, this is the only time y'all going to get to see me. Right. Exactly. No, and to your point, and I don't know if you knew this about me, but I'm an only child as well. 
And mm, so you get it. I get every moment that you are talking about right now. Um, when you think about your life, Kaylin, what is one thing that you are thankful for? Oh my. Um, I would, I, I, this is crazy. I would say that I am thankful for the trauma. And this is why I say that is that because I, I solely do believe that a lot of my experiences in life are what motivated me to become who I am today. Mm -hmm. I think I'm a very resilient soul and I don't necessarily regret anything that has happened to me. I think now the responsibility is more so on myself to unpack and heal from those things so that now I can create out of joy instead of creating out of trauma. Um, on the panel in D.C., you talked a lot about um, showing up and being present and you talked a lot about a little bit uh, a lot about your life. But I wanted to know if you could rewrite your past. What's one thing you think that you would change? Mm. That's a hard question. I love the challenge because I mean. Yeah. I'm, I mean, just like I said, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when you watch a movie about like, for instance, like Back to the Future, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Somebody goes back and they change something and everything changes in the future. I don't mm. think I would take that risk. I don't I don't I don't think I would go back and risk changing anything or rewriting anything because I don't know how that thing could impact, you know, who yeah. I am today. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like no. we, we never take into consideration how sometimes I believe, for instance, like, and this is why I left Los Angeles, right? And moved to New York because I think of life as seasons, right? Mm. People hate the winter. People hate the winter. I love the winter because I think it's necessary. I believe that when you look outside and you see all these trees and you see all these flowers, they have to die in order to be reborn, to come back again, to come back new, to be recreated, to be fresh. I think of life as that, that way. It's like we need the good and the bad. The good and the bad creates balance. It creates new opportunities. It, it creates new growth. And without those things happening to us, how are we ever supposed to change? How are we ever supposed to evolve? How are we ever supposed to be innovative within our own lives and our own destinies? Yeah. No, absolutely. And I and it's interesting because I had asked myself that same question. And I feel like, you know, we all have to go through life and continue to evolve. And the things that we have gone through out of our life is to hopefully have put us in a better position. But again, we don't know if what we have gone through in our past would have shaped our future. And it just always had to happen, I guess, you know, and align itself accordingly. Um I want to have some fun. Uh, what do you think your best physical feature is? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I would probably say, I'd probably say my legs. I was about to I say mean, that, too. I, yeah. <laughs> honey, I can give a walk, okay? I, I can give you a good little leg, okay? He is giving y'all the Beyonce leg on the Ellen Show. I don't know if y'all have seen that <laughs> performance, but he can give y'all a walk. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, when you think about your career, Kaylin, what's the best part about your job? Mm. You know what? It's so funny that you say, you know how a lot of people, like when I meet people, 
out in the world. A lot of people like, oh, I don't want to bother you. Oh, I didn't. I want to disturb your peace. I don't. I don't want to ask you for picture. I tell people all the time, please stop me. Mm. Please say something, because that's the only time that I get any type of validation for what I'm doing. You know, and maybe that comes from me being from a theater background. It's like when you do a show, then you go out, uh, you know, after the show and you get to meet everybody and everybody tells you what they thought of the show and stuff like that. I don't get any of that because I kind of just, you know, I sit behind a camera and I post it. I mean, and so it's it's a wonderful, wonderful experience to be able to meet people and to hear their stories or to see how I brighten somebody's day. You know, my mother just got done um, battling breast cancer. And so to when I get to talk to people that were going through chemo treatments and they would watch my videos so that they would have something to laugh at or something that's entertaining, you know, and I think that's why I get very sensitive when people in general in society, they try to discredit people that make funny videos or work in uh, content creation or something like that. And because I'm always like, okay, it may not have been something that meant something to you, but maybe it means something to somebody else, you know? Yeah. Maybe that quick little 30-second TikTok or reel is bringing joy to somebody that doesn't have an outlet to receive mm-hmm. those things, you know? Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we get so stuck in what we like and, and what matters to us that we don't even allow space or freedom for people to just enjoy things that we don't like. Like, who cares? Why does it matter? Let those people laugh. Let those have those. Let those people have that moment of relief and escapism. You know, that's really what it is. When people look at you, you know, and to your point, you make absolutely fantastic content and you have friends and associates and people that you have met all around the world. And honestly, we love you. We love what you represent. We love, you know, what's in your future. But what's one thing people would never know about you just by looking at you, Kaylin? Well, you know, (laughs) there have been lots of Twitter Twitter threads that people people like to associate me with other people within the industry. Mm. Um, And the reason why I say that is because there are a lot of people in the industry that we all know how white supremacy plays a role in Hollywood, you know, and how those biases trickle down into opportunities in the way that we see people and stuff like that. I think a lot of times people kind of expect me to uh, almost in some sort be a traitor against my own people. And I think that is a misconception. I think it does not matter how big of a check Uh, It does not matter how much fame I get. I don't think I will ever abandon that, you know? Yeah. I think that even trickles down to how I present myself on red carpets. You know, I tend to be a little bit more feminine when I'm on camera because I know that feminine black gay men are often left out of opportunities and left out of the conversation. And if I have this power to have this presence on TV, I try to do that to to end the stigma around it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um. And I think that's the way that I, I, I'm always trying to figure out 
how can I be better representation? How can I serve the people the most? How can I provide opportunities to bring people, you know, that are that have the same dreams and aspirations, you know, along with me? I believe that there is room for everyone, and I'm always trying to support people and, and, and give them pointers and advice from things that I learned that I wish I would have known sooner, you know, mm-hmm. and trying to just always be a beacon of light and hope. You have so much love, so much happiness in life. And, you know, I'm glad your mom is in a in a better place. You know, huge blessings to her. And I think we, we think about life sometimes and things that we could have done differently. So, Kaylin, what's your biggest regret? My biggest regret? Hmm. I would say my biggest regret is probably something that I still deal with today. Um, I battle with inadequacy. I think I often feel sometimes that maybe I'm not good enough, even though that I know that I am. I think sometimes that fear of my own potential starts to creep in. And I think I am constantly battling myself and telling myself, stop thinking like that. And I think my biggest regret is that I allowed people growing up to make me feel like I wasn't good enough or I allowed their underestimation to really seep in through the creases of my spirit and, and take hold of me. And I wish that I would have been able to be a bit stronger to tell myself that that wasn't my reality. Well, I want to say this to you, and this comes from my heart to you, and you know it's pure, is that you are good enough and you will always be good enough because you have blessed so many people. But most of all, you're blessing yourself just to really present footprints for others to follow. You know, when I created this show, honestly, you know, I had a conversation with my therapist about what is the purpose of the Jameer Smith show? And it is for everyday people to tell their story creatively. And that's when I look at you and immediately I said, I got to get this man on the show because of his story, of his life, and maybe some of the things that we just don't know about him. Um, We have a question from Brandon, and Brandon is actually out of Washington, D.C. And his question is, what's one thing you could never live without? Oh, you know, this is hard because they don't live a long life. My dogs. (laughs) Oh, you have beautiful dogs. Oh, if y'all have not seen his Instagram. Oh, my God. I love my babies. Yeah. Ugh. So in life, I think about, you know, icons and people, and you've had the opportunity to meet many. Oprah was one of them. And I look at a lot of her quotes that she has given in life. What has been your favorite quote or line of poetry or sentence somewhat that you kind of live by? Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, I just thought I just thought of it. Hold on. Let me search it. No, you're fine. Uh, Mm-mm. What is the name? Who I'm trying to think of. I think it's. We like to throw a little, little, little pizzazz in our questions a little bit. I know, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> there's this. While you look, while you look that up, I was gonna say because um, we're gonna wrap our interview soon. But you make so much comedy. What makes you laugh? Uh-huh. Ooh, what makes me laugh? Um. What makes me laugh is the world. Mm. And the reason why I say that 
is because this is another reason why I moved to New York, was that a lot of my comedy derives from everyday life yeah. and everyday people. I wanted to be around more culture. I wanted to be around more people. You know, for instance, it's like when I do my, my videos where I, I talk about things that don't make sense in movies, you know? Yeah. Every time I do a video or anything, or like even my Target rant, I'm always like, what is something that is something that we all relate to that is just absolutely comical, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's how I think of it. I think I got the quote. There it is. Let's hear Hold it. On. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, here it is. Okay. This is the quote. It's from Blythe Baird. Okay. The quote is, watch me build an empire from the ashes of everything that tried to destroy me. Mm. What did you take away from that quote? I think very similar to what I, I said earlier about how life is going to throw its punches no matter what. Mm-hmm. It does not matter what you do. You can you can isolate yourself in a room. Somehow, some way, life will always life. And I think the difference is, is that there are some people that take what life throws and they let life get the best of them. And there are a lot of people that get the best of life. And I think I always try to strive for the latter. I always try to find out how can I take advantage of this thing that has happened to me and how do I make the best out of it? You made the best out of a lot of things in life, Kaylin. And in 2020, <clears throat> you had an EP for Christmas mm -hmm. sake. First of all, I don't know if you guys have seen and heard this man sing. This thing got some vocal chops on him. <laughs> and not only do you not leave everything on the table, you are not playing with us. So December 2nd, 2022, Kaylin Allen holiday night. What are your expectations for that night in New York City? Like, what, what, are, you, what are your expectations? Oh, my gosh. So, you know, so I'm doing another Christmas EP. And this one is called Growing Up Christmas. But mm -hmm. I reunited with a lot of my old theater friends uh, here in New York City. And we came together and I said I wanted to do a project with all live instruments. I wanted mm. to do backgrounds. I wanted to be an infusion of all the different musical genres that have inspired me growing up. Christmas is my favorite time of the year. And so on December 2nd, I am going to do a show at 54 Below here in New York City. And I can tell you that it is just going to be an all-around good time. It's going to be an experience. I, I already said I don't I do not want it to be just me up there with a mic and a light and just, you know, singing the night away. I want people <laughs> to be up. I want people to be shouting. I want people to have fun. It is going to be a night of just holiday spectacular. Mm -hmm. And look, tickets are on sale at 54below.com. And again, you know, we're excited to see you back in your element always because to your point, you are never really that performer that people are going to sit down for. You are going to be like that Patti LaBelle that everybody's going to stand up. We want to roll around the floor and throw our shoes up in the air because you have really created that type of love and energy. Kaylin, I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for your oh love gosh. and your service. And my last question for you is something that I typically ask everyone. And I never send this question out to anyone because I always want their very authentic answer. When all of this is done, Kaylin, and you have 
set the standards so high for the next generation to follow you and you have honestly become that icon and you're gone, what do you want your legacy to be? I want my legacy to be that I, I passed the baton as many times as I could. That I was able to be basically what Ellen was for me, but to many people. And I helped them find their light inside. And then I gave them the tools to be able to give it to the world. Kaylin, I appreciate you. We love you. Kaylin Allen, of course, is on Instagram at the Kaylin Allen. And again, he has been talent for the Ellen Show and the Food Network. Here, he is always making sure that he's making us laugh. But today, we're letting you know that you're making us love you. So, Kaylin, thank you so much for your time. Thank you always for your service. Of course. And guys, as we always say at the end of the show, stay positive, but stay creative until next time. And guys, go get them tickets too. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. <laughs>